Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Vega Sports Report on the Live from Lake Balfour Podcast Network. We have an action-packed episode coming up for you guys today. So much to get to. We are previewing Jacob's Cup, where the 16th basketball team is heading three hours west to play in a 16-team basketball tournament. Plus, 14th basketball is coming up on Tuesday, so we're pumped to get into that at Baco. So much to get to on this week's episode of the Baco Sports Report. All right, and I'm pleased to be joined by two very new guests here. Exciting to have them here. Hoppy and G-Dog are here with me today. So, guys, how you doing? Great. How are you, Manny? Doing awesome. Happy to be doing some more podcasts now after visiting day. A lot of tournaments coming up this week. So, let's start off with Jacob's Cup. So, just for some background for those of you who might not be aware, Jacob's Cup is a huge tournament hosted at Timberlake Camp, which is not in the general circle of camps that Baco usually plays with, like Brant Lake, Echo Lake, Walden. Jacob's Cup, it's a 16-team huge tournament. He, Teams bring like their entire camps there to watch. It's this enormous production that goes on all day. It's three hours away, so it's a big deal. When Baco's 116s, that is when we traditionally bring our team. We brought our team last year, and before that, the last time we went was 2008. So it's really crazy that we're going again this year. So it's a really big deal that Baco's going this year. So, guys, what are your initial thoughts about Baco heading to this tournament for the second year in a row? I mean, I'm excited. I can't wait to see how this Baco team com- compares to the rest of the top-notch camps around the area. And I just hope that we could come out improving from last year. A win would be enormously spectacular. But, you know, there's some heavy competition out there, so I just hope that we go out and put our name on the map well. Definitely. I think we should definitely be waiting for a bunch of the younger campers, like in bunks 22 and 23, like Leo and... Eli to step up maybe in the early games of the tournament. Yeah, it definitely should be an interesting tournament because they obviously like we usually just see like Brand that's like referred to like oh Brand is like the team to beat like the team and now you have a ton of camps that are like Brand or sometimes even better and like Brand's not even going to this tournament so it's a big it's a pretty big deal and we're facing a lot of competition that we really have not seen before and I think that the experience from last year should definitely help with this uh, with this roster. I believe we did actually come away with one game last year. Yeah, we did. Yeah, in pool play, we I don't remember the team we beat, but I know we lost to Wani by eight. But they yeah, ended so up winning the, basic, the tournament. Yes, yeah. correct. So Wani last year, the basically the format of the tournament is it's a pool play of four teams, and one team from each of the four pools advances to, to the a semifinals. semifinals. So Baker came in second in their pool last year, and the team they lost to Wani actually ended, by eight points actually ended up winning the tournament. So it's not as though that Jacobs Cup is some tournament that we really have no shot at winning. Like Hoppy, we definitely have a shot at winning this thing. I mean, it's not obviously likely, but it's not as though these teams are great, especially when you bring a guy like Glatzer to the table. I have a lot of faith in this team. We've been building up the chemistry for as much as nine years or so, so yeah. we've, been, we've been dreaming about this moment. It's here next week, so you know, we've got to bring it, and I think we could step up and do some damage. Yeah, I mean, I think when you look at this roster up and down, it's definitely going to be interesting to see who executes. I think experience is big because I think last year when the guys came they to Jacob's Cup. They didn't know this, what to expect. It's this big production. No one had ever been. No one knew what to expect. It's like this huge camp. They have, you know, 10 basketball courts. It's a big thing. And no one really knows what to do. But the thing is, is that now we've been a year and we saw we're not going to be intimidated this year. Guys like Glatzer, Rab, 
Chuck. Ben. They're all veterans. They're all veterans. They've, they all they've have all, experience. Yeah, they've all played here before. Even Leo Hoffman and Noodle were on the team last year. Correct, and they've already been, so they're not kind of thinking think it's a big, giant, intimidating tournament. Like, this is something where they know how to do it, and I think that they're definitely going to be able to execute better knowing that, A, the teams that they're playing are not some, like, invincible team, that they're really on the same level as these teams, and that they can, be, they, they can hang with them at this tournament. I think because we've been here before now and we went pretty recently last summer, it's fresh. We know the type of competition that is there and we know the skills we need to bring. And I think our team is super talented and we got some great chemistry. They all go super hard. Right, so let's Remember from the 16th finals game, everyone was going pedal to the metal. Glatchel looked like a ghost at the end of the game. His face was so white going so hard. Yeah, so I think, yeah, let's get down more into, like, the X's and O's of things. Like, when you look at the team, Glatzer gave that enormous 27-point performance in the finals. It was the huge performance. But guys like like Ben, like Rab, like Chuck, like these guys, obviously they played really hard and they were pretty successful in 16s. But there's such a room for improvement there that we know could happen. Like, Rab only scored four points in the finals, and he's one of the best players in camp. Like, we know he could perform significantly better than he did in that game. And it's not to say that he played bad in 16s at all. He gave a lot of contributions, but we know there could be even more from him. And I think the potential of this team is even higher. And I think that's why it's so exciting, because there's so much optimism. Even a guy like Potters, who doesn't have the talent to score like a guy like Glatzer or Chuck, when you have a guy with, like that puts in that effort and like grinds it out like Potters, that's super essential to a tournament like this because you're going to need every single ounce of strength and grit that you can get. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I mean, I think it's at the same time like I'll give you a, a few. The shooting is definitely going to be a lot better, I think, because the shooting in that game, the premise of this offense is really Glatzer going to the middle, driving to the hoop, and the defense just has no choice but to collapse on Glasser, and he's kicking it out to guys like Ben, guys like Chuck, guys like Rap. And they, if they can make their shots better, then I think Baco has a great chance because he's borderline unstoppable. I think Glasser is going to be one of the best players in this tournament. Look, he was one of the best players in this tournament a year ago, and a lot of these teams will not have the players they had from last year. A lot of these teams don't actually bring their younger players, which is an interesting twist. So we'll have that advantage as well. And I think Glasser is going to be one of the most unstoppable players in this tournament. There's going to be a lot of buzz around him. So I think we know that he's going to be able to live up to it. But the question is, can the rest of the team, I think that the experience from last year will really help them not be intimidated and they'll really be able to just like dig in their feet and just go for it. To add on to that, when you talked about the Glatzer, how he makes the defense kind of collapse when he draws so much attention that it's made Ben and Chuck become very consistent shooters from three. So there's a lot of problems with that, and if they kick out, there's always Rab by the block, by the elbow, all those little things in the offense that we can just sneak away with some baskets. We've been great on defense, great on the boards. Right, and I think the other interesting kind of twist to that a thing like Jacob's Cup has that something – similar to 16s doesn't have is that in 16s you know the teams they all know everyone on this team like we knew their entire team we know who their point guard was we know that their forward is a dirty scorer like we know that kind of thing but when we go to Jacob's Cup, we don't really know the personnel of the other teams, but at the same time, they don't know who that Glatter can get to the room whenever he wants and can play help defense, or that Chuck can shoot the lights out of the ball, or things like that, or that Greenberg can get to the rack. Like They don't necessarily know these things, so it might take some time for them to adjust, which can 
100% play into Mako's favor because they're going to see Glatzer, the first play of the game, go and do a Eurostep finger roll, make that one in, and be like, oh, like what are we going to do now? And they might freak out, whereas the Brant team came into that 16th final game knowing exactly what to expect from a guy like Glatzer. So I think that might offer Bako some relief. Yeah, definitely. Because everyone knew going into that tournament 16s that Glatzer was the guy to gun for. And I think going into this tournament, Glatzer has less of a radar on him and he could go and play his game more, more freely because definitely, definitely he wouldn't be swarmed freely. as much early on. Maybe later on once he shows people what he could really do. But early on, I think you should take full advantage of that because yeah, it's, an advantage. it's a huge advantage because most teams are bringing guys like Glatzer, but maybe Glatzer has some attributes that are different. He could score in different ways. So I'm excited to see how that plays out for him. Yeah, I think it'll definitely be a really fascinating tournament because we have a team that Baco feels really confident about. But at the same time, a lot of teams are bringing some really good teams, and we don't really know the personnel of the other teams the way that we're familiar with teams like Brand and Echo. So it can definitely be intimidating to see um, what's going to happen in those games. All right, before we get back to the podcast, I just wanted to alert everyone to our bizarre podcast that's coming out today. All the great podcasts on the live from Lake Balfour Podcast Network. Mickey and Rick will be doing a podcast shortly. Um, that would be great. So definitely make sure to check out all the great podcasts. So much going on around camp to discuss. So definitely make to check out all our great podcasts. All right, and now back to the show. All right, and now we're going to switch gears now, talk about 14th basketball, which is coming up on Tuesday. This has been a dynamic basketball age group for many years now. They won 11s, they won 12s, they won 13s, and they did not just win these games. They blew out. Not only is this team absolutely dynamite, but their brain age group, who they play in each of these tournaments, really struggles a lot. Um, rarely a difficult age group. They're not that uh, strong, don't have a lot of depth, so... Therefore, the really, it's a big difference in talent. Baco is a huge advantage. So, Hoppy, I think Baco is a heavy, heavy, heavy favorite coming into this tournament. I completely agree. Not only the talent we have on our team, we go much harder, but the guys on 16s like JFD, Miles Samuels, even Eli Greenberger, who is allowed to play in this tournament, is a huge cheat code for us. He is yes, the huge, huge. easily one of the best players on 16s. Yeah, he played. So he played. The, he dropped seventeen points against Echo Lake in the semifinals of sixteens, and then in the finals he played the entire game. Him and Glatzer went the entire game. He's really a terrific slasher. He has excellent moves on the basket. And he just really explodes to the rim, and he's really physical. I mean, even compared to the kids who are playing against him in the sixteens tournament, he's a physical athlete. Let alone compared to the guys who he's going to be facing up in this tournament. Not to mention he played super solid against uh, Ben Cohen in leagues a couple days ago. He did. Very close game, but Eli came out on top. It really uh, proved himself on the court. Also, he's got he's pretty tall for his age, so yeah. you know hopefully he could be posterizing some kids, getting the ball and rushing to the rim. Yeah, I mean I would definitely say it's interesting to see. Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens in this game because the rest of the team, the depth on this team is really terrific, and there's really a big three in place that. Just they, the chemistry, it's a great basketball fit. you got, obviously, Eli, who can shoot, definitely, but just gets the rim super physical defensively as well. Yeah, and you have a guy like JFD who's just a sweet shooter. You know that he's going to be sitting there on the three-point line, and they're going to be feeding him those open looks, and he can make them pay. 
especially when you have a facilitator like Matt Hillman who could really kickstart the offense. It really moves around the offense. And when you have all these pieces, like JFD, who could make a shot with his eyes closed, and Eli Greenberger, who could score at will, it really opens up so many things for your offense. And Miles Samuels, as well, is a really good player inside. Yeah, I mean, he, he really is the anchor of the team, I think. He is the anchor inside. I mean, there's a lot of great pieces, but he's really the big man inside who's really the player. He's a big presence, big-time presence for them. Even a guy like Zay, who could bring off so much, right. even off the bench. He, he could be starting, actually. Yeah, so it's a really, the, the basketball fit on this team is just amazing. You have a guy like Zay at the point guard. He's just really shifty. He's really quick. I mean, he's definitely on the smaller end, but he's a really quick, fast player. Then you've got a guy like Hillman, who can really distribute the ball. JFD, who's just a sweet shooter. And then at the four, you have Eli Greenberger. As we mentioned before, he's just a filthy scorer. And then the five, Miles Samuels, who can make shots at the rim, play great defense. He's so long, just such a great player, great presence inside. So this team really just functions. It, they're firing all cylinders. They brought back 13s for the first time in many years a season ago. So the expectations are certainly sky high. When Hoppy, I think we've seen it before, where the expectations, you come into this tournament, everyone's like, oh, the game's over, the Warriors will be painted up, everyone's expecting a blowout, so if Brantley can actually get in and then start out strong, like, what happens to this team when all they've ever known each and every summer is just to come out and be just dominating? Well, what we got to remember, Maddie, is that this tournament isn't going to be handed to us. We still got to go out like we did in 11s, 12s, 13s. Right, exactly, 13s. That's and once we, if we do the same things we did then, then we're great. We can't come into this thinking that we could just fool around and have the tournament handed to us. I would agree, yeah. It's definitely going to be interesting to see, especially at Baker, where, you know, everyone will be watching all the games. There's a lot of pressure on these kids who have not, and they've not faced a lot of adversity before. Their expectation is that they're going to win. This has been one of the uh, historic age group of Baker basketball with all they've won so far. So they're really going to have to continue their dominance on this Brant team. And it's going to be really interesting to watch how it happens, especially with all these players, you know, so used to playing up. They've been playing senior leagues all summer long. They played in 16s. It's almost going to be weird for them to come out and play against players who are their own age, and I think that's really going to help them because it's going to seem easier. All right, that will conclude today's episode of the Baco Sports Report. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. We're happy to bring you all the Baco Sports. We will certainly have post-14s basketball, post-Jacobs Cup coverage. We'll also be talking about senior leagues, which will have a lot of action later this weekend. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you to Javi. Thank you to Gio for coming on. I am your host, Maddie Rossman, and we'll see you next time on the Baco Sports Report.